Okay, today's daf is Shabbos, daf Nun Beis. We are four lines from the top, ton of the Bey Menashe. So we're discussing the concept of either Shvisas Behemtoi or Laman Yenuach, Shorcha Vachanarecha, that a person's animal is not allowed to do Malacha on Shabbos. So one of those Malachas would be carrying, carrying on Shabbos. So as we know, when it comes to the halachas of carrying on Shabbos, there's a discussion of what a person himself, a human, is allowed to carry on Shabbos, meaning what is he allowed to wear, and that would be considered a beged or a tachshit, something that's part of his uh, body. Today there's a discussion regarding uh, using a, uh, walking around with a, uh, with a mask. That's a discussion in the, in the Paiskim. If you live in a town without an Eruv, many of the Paiskim wrote that it's mutter. But it's a similar discussion. Is that considered... A beged is that considered a tachshit, an ornament? So we have this parallel discussion when it comes to animals. So we're trying to figure out what an animal could go out with. So yesterday's daf we discussed perhaps even a shmir yisera, even if it's just protecting the animal, even though you don't need it to be protected on that level, that level of constraint, still there would be a heter to, for the animal to wear this, uh, this this holster or something. Or this, I'm sorry, this halter. Or uh, you know some type of chain. So we're going to continue that discussion. So Tana Debe Menasha. So Debe Menasha. This is the base medrash of Menasha. They taught the following brisa. Is you have a goat shechakak loy bin karnea. You made a hole in between its horns. So if you Google this, you could see there are pictures of this. How you know they used to do this, and you would put a uh, a, a halter. With one of the straps going through its horns, ba'aspor b'shavas. So he's allowed to go out. Yotze ba'aspor b'shavas, meaning a standard halter that doesn't go through its horns is not going to suffice. Even though that would help for a horse, that would uh, help constrain a horse. But these goats were wild goats, and by just having your typical halter, they would wiggle out of it and they would run around. So Rashi says the concern is that you know you put it on before Shabbos. On Shabbos, it's not interested in this halter. It, uh, it lets it loose, and you yourself might carry it down so You don't want it to, to, to go to the garbage, so you'll pick it up. So we're concerned it's going to fall, so therefore one is not allowed to use a typical halter for his goats on Shabbos. However, the Bey Menashe taught us that an A's, Shechakakla, Bein Karnal, if you made a hole through its horns, so then it's going to be a strong constraint, and therefore, you would yotzah ba'aspar for Shabbos. In that case, you could go out with this aspar, with this halter on Shabbos. Boy, Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef asked the following shayla: Tochav lo bizekana. Let's say you didn't put it through its horns, but you had a different option. You have this billy goat that has a what's really talking about a female here, but it has a beard, a zekana, and you you wrap the beard beard in a way that you can put a halter through this beard, tying the the hair. However, you figure out how to do it, you put it into its beard. So Mahu, what would the halacha be? Are we concerned that this is this might fall off and the, and the goat might you know get rid of it and you're gonna pick it up again in Rosh Hashanah? Or do we say no, that this is a good constraint? So what's the shayla? Do we say that if the goat lets herself loose, it, she'll be in pain so she's not going to wiggle out of it because it's going to hurt. It's on her beard uh, and it's going to be painful for her to wiggle out of it. She'll just keep keep it on. I don't know. Zimnin rough even off. Sometimes it gets loose. I guess when you tie the beard, it would get loose, and it would fall on its own. 
Arba Amas Rishusarab. And what ends up happening is that you might end up carrying Dal Amas Rishusarab. So the Shaila is, on one hand, there's a pain deterrent for the goat to wiggle out of it. On the other hand, these things aren't so tight. There's a, there's a possibility that it's going to fall off on its own. And if it falls off, you, might, you yourself might carry it in Rishus Rabbim. So can I use this or not by tying it through the beard? And the Gemara says, Teku, we're not sure. So we'll leave that Shiva. Next, Tanan Hasam, look at the Mishnah. This is in Tudah from now. The Mishnah says that a, a cow... It says, It cannot use, it can't go out with a ritsua, a strap, that's, be, you know, between its horns. And we're going to see what exactly was the point of this, of this, uh, of this rope. So, in understanding this Mishnah, one of them said, whether the intent of putting this ritsua between its horns whether it was for Lenoi, it looks nice, or Bain Lashamer, or, or it's to control the cow so that she doesn't run away. Usr, either way, it's Usr. Why is that? So you have to go back to yesterday's daf, that a Shmira, Yisera, would be Usr. There is an opinion. Okay, we Paskin, we said Halacha Kehananya, but there was a, an opinion that a Shmira Yisera, since it's unnecessary to have such a strong constraint, that would be Usr on Shabbos. So that's one man that Amar. So one man that holds whether it's Lenoi. Now, you can ask, why is Noi Usr? What's wrong with Lenoi? I'm allowed to wear a watch. We'll get to all the halachas of men wearing watches, women wearing jewelry. The Mishnai seem like a person can't. We'll get to all those halachas. But Lemaisa, we were makel on Lenoi. A person's allowed to wear a nice, uh, a nice scarf, right? The Lenoi, we're makel. Why would animals be different? So there's a machlekes in the Rishonim regarding this. Some Rishonim hold that, that when it comes to Noi, there's no hector for an animal to wear something that's only lenoi. That's not functioning for a human function, and therefore they are not allowed to carry uh, or, or wear anything that's not clothing. If it's merely lenoi, that's usr. While others hold and know that as long as they would wear it during the week, so that would be fine. In this situation, we're discussing where the cow didn't wear it you know, during the week. It's not typically worn. So now you want to say it's lenoi, it's, it's for beauty. Too bad. You don't, you don't typically you know, uh, put this on your cow, so you cannot do that on Shabbos. So that is one opinion. One opinion holds whether you put this ritzuah there, lenoi, or you did it l'shamer, to be able to control it, aser, it's aser, v'chadamer. And the other one holds whether it's lenoi, sorry, if it's lenoi, it's aser. If you're doing it just for, uh, to look nice, that will be aser. That will be a burden. It's a schlep. The cow doesn't want to wear it. V'lashamer, if you're doing it in order to protect the cow, and it doesn't run away, so then it'll be mutter. So, that, that would seem to, be, to align with the opinion that as long as it's done for Shmira, even if it's excessive, it's Shmira Yasera, that would be Mutter. So we don't know who, which one said what. We have Rav, we have Shmuel. One said one of them, and one said the other. So I'm Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef said, I'll figure out this mystery. I will figure out who was the man, the Amar, that said which one. To stay in. I could prove the Shmuel who the Amar. But Shmuel is the one that said, Lenoi is us, so that only if it's done Lenoi for beauty, that would be a problem. But Lishamer, if it's done for protection, even though it's a Shmiri Yasera, it's, it's extra, it's extra precaution, it will be more. How do I know this? The Amar Huna, 
Barchia, Amar Shmuel, Halacha Kechanania. We just said that in the name of Shmuel, that the Halacha is like Hanani. We actually brought this again on the top of this page. So you look up a few lines. We just said Halacha Kechanania. If the Halacha is like Hanania, that means Shmiri Yaseira is Mutter. So Shmuel clearly goes with the opinion that as long as it's being done to protect the cow from running away, so that is called Shmira, even though it's excessive, a cow is not going to run away. In, just just because you're not you know holding on to it, still as long as it's done the shmira it is mutter. So that's Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef tries he's trying to prove that Shmuel is the one that says lenai is aser, but leshamer is mutter. So Amalei Abaya Abaya asks Rav Yosef Adraba, just the opposite. And again, this is yet basically yesterday's daf. Tistayim, I can bring a proof the other way. The Shmuel who the Amar that Shmuel is the one who says Bain Lenai Ubain Lishamer Aser. Shmuel is one the one that says that it's always Aser. How do I know this? We have a different Memra in the name of Shmuel. Adam Rav Yehuda Rav Shmuel. Rav Yehuda said the name of Shmuel. This is Nun Aleph from Mebeis. Yesterday's Daf Machlifin Lefnei Rabbi. We would ask Shilos and we would switch around the cases to Rabbi. Maybe we would ask about this um, this commentary. Going in, uh, holding, uh, wearing this, the the the, um, the chain, the collar, and you had the the uh, camel going out with the nose ring. So even though yesterday's daf, we, we the Mishnah didn't say that, they would switch around the cases to Rebbe and ask Rebbe all these different shilas. Shalzu bazu, can this animal go with that? Can that animal go with that? And what did? What was the response? Mahu, so I'm a fan of Rebbe. Rabbi said, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosi. So I'm sorry, I'm the fun of Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosi. Rabbi Shmuel told Rabbi, uh, Rabbi in the name of Rabbi Yosi, Kachamar Abba. This is what my father, Rabbi Yosi, said. Abba behemos yoitzos ba'aspar. You have four animals that are allowed to go out with the halter. Which four? You have a sus, you have the horse, hapera, the mule, the hagamal, the camel, vachamar, and the donkey. So that's the typical shmira for those animals. Seemingly, only that level of shmira is allowed for these animals. But a shmira yasera, to do extra precaution, that will be usher. And what do we see from here? It's coming to exclude that a camel cannot go out with his nose ring. The nose ring was a much stronger protection. And the camel cannot go out with that. And who said this? Who said this story? Shmuel said the story. So why would Shmuel say the story? It must be Shmuel really holds like this conversation that extra shmira is aser. So now we have two different opinions. One opinion showed that Shmuel held that extra shmira is mutter, because he said we pass in like Hanania, shmira yasera is mutter. Then we have this other opinion, this other version of the story with Rabbi Shmuel by Rabbi Yossi in the name of Rabbi, that Rabbi said the story, that only four behemoths are allowed to go out with this uh, halter, and obviously you cannot go out with a stronger protection. And who is saying that? Shmuel said that. So you see that Shmuel holds, you cannot carry Shmira Yaseira. So what's going on? So the Gemara says, Samiha Mekameha. So erase one of them for the other. Meaning erase this, this, uh, this proof that Shmira Yaseira is Asr from the other proof, from the first story that Shmuel was the one that said that we paskin like Hananias. So the Gemara says, Umay chazis de Who told you which one to erase? Samiha Mekameha. You should erase 
the other one. And maybe Shmuel holds Shmiri Yaseira's Asr. Who told you which one to pick? Meaning we have an option of two shitas of Shmuel. One says Shmiri Yaseira's Asr, one says Shmiri Yaseira's Mutter. So first we said, no, it must be hold Shmiri Yaseira's Mutter. What about the second story? Erase it. So the Gemara says, well, hold on. Maybe erase it the other way. That really holds Shmiri Yaseira's Asr and erase the one that he said is Mutter. So the Gemara says, no, the Ashkechan, because we see another Brisa, the Ashkechan Shmuel, who the Amar, Lenoi because we have another story that Shmuel is the one that said Lenoi is Aser for beauty is Aser but Lashamer for protection even if it's excessive protection it's Mutter how do I know that? the Itmar we learned in the base matters we learned so according to Rav putting a Ritsua putting a strap in between the cow's horns is usr, whether you're doing it for noy, whether you're doing it for shmirah, rabchia bar oven, amar shmuel, very important, shmuel, that's what we're looking for, holds, lenoy is usr, that for beauty, for appearance, now be usr, but lishamer would be mutter. So we're back to square one, that shmuel is the one that holds, that lishamer is mutter, even if it's excessive, shmirah would be mutter. So the Gemara says, meisve, lasu akasha, how could, how could rav, now, clearly, Rav holds it's Aser. That Shmira is Aser because it's a Masoy. A Masoy means it's a burden. Whenever we discuss carrying on Shabbos, you're going to see these terms, Tachshit and a Masoy. Tachshit means it's, it's nice, it's an ornament, and Masoy is a schlep, it's a pain, nobody wants to wear it. So, Mesve, they asked the following question. How could Rav say that a, a strap tied between the... the uh, the, the horns of the cow is considered a masoi. Hold on. The the Mishnah in Para. Now the Mesechta's Para is a is a Mesechta in Kale in a in a Seder Taharis. It talks about the Paraduma. So there are many halachas regarding the Paraduma. One of the halachas are that it can't carry a yoke. Shalai Allah Aleha all. That it can't carry a yoke. If it if it carried a yoke at some point in its life, it is possible from from being a paraduma. So the Mishnah says like this. Kisharuha ba'aleha b'maisera. So let's say the, uh, the 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 owner of this cow, he tarred a maisera, which means a leash or a halter, as Rashi explains. That's what we're talking about. Kishera, it's still kosher to be a para aduma, and it's not puzzle. And if you hold like Rav, that having a halter on a cow is considered a masoi, and that's why you cannot let it carry that on Shabbos because it's a masoy, it's a burden. Hold on. The Pasuk says, The Torah says that the cow cannot have held, carried an ol, a, 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 a masoy. So pick one. If it's a masoy, then it should passel the paraduma. If it's not a masoy, and it's fine, it's a tachshit, it's an ornament, so let the cow walk out with it on Shabbos. So Rabbi said, this case is different. The case was, You're walking the cow from town to town. So we can understand that, that it means you're, it's a longer distance, or it means that a cow is, you know, typically doesn't need this halter. However, when it's leaving its hometown, it gets nervous. So at that point, you need an extra constraint. So therefore, in that situation, a halter is necessary. If the halter is necessary, then it's Lashmira and it's not a Masoy. So when the Mishnah says that Kisharua Baleb and Maisera, it's still kosher. That's only when it was going me ear to ear. That he only tied the halter onto the cow when he was transporting it from ear to ear, either because it's a long distance or because the cow is already at, you know, on the road 
uh, away from its home that it gets nervous and, and it wants to run away. Rava Amar, Rava says, Shani Para, this paraduma is different than a regular cow. You're asking me from about regular cows? Regular cows, it's a masoi, it's a schlep to have this extra protection on it. But a paraduma, it was a rear thing. So did the malia current, it's, it's valuable, it's a lot of money. So you gotta be very careful. You don't want it running away. So it makes sense to have you know better 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 policies with your constraints. So therefore, a halter is normal. Ravina Amar, Ravina says, Bip, my redas. We're, t- we're discussing a specific type of cat, ke- specific cow, which was a Meredas. She was always running away, and therefore, she specifically needed a Shmira Ma'ula, she needed an extra protection, not typical to other cows. So when a person had a Shaila regarding his Paraduma, so if we, we can tell that this Para needed the extra constraint, so then, even though Kishiruah Balab and my savior, even though the owner taught it with a leash, it would still be kosher for para aduma. Okay, so that's where, so at the end of the day, the Gemara's conclusion is that Shmuel holds that Shmiri Yisera would not be a problem, and Rav is the one that says that Shmira is only mutter when it's the precise, correct, uh, appropriate prote- uh, constraint for the animal. If it's excessive, then it would be considered a masoi. Next, so the Mishnah told us Hasus that a horse could go out with a share, with a with a collar. And then the Mishnah said, Oh Bali Hashir, Yoitzim Bashir. So the Gemara said, and then the Mishnah said, Yoitzim Bashir, they could go out with their collar, Vinim Shachan Bashir, and they could be schlepped, they could be pulled with their collar. So we're going to see what does this mean? It means pulling, specifically pulling them with the collar. Let's say you're not pulling them, you're not leading the horse. It's just has a collar on it. No one's leading it anywhere. Are they still allowed to wear it? Is that still called a, a tachshit? So the Gemara said like this, my yoitzin or my shachan? What do you mean by yoitzin that they could go out with it? Or my shachan? And what do you mean when you say that they could be pulled, they could be led with, their, with this collar? So I'm Ravuna. Ravuna says, oh yoitzin kruchin. They could either go out when it's kruchin. Kruchin means wrapped, like we just had in the, by the, by the uh, Seder. Korech. Korech means to wrap. It doesn't mean a sandwich. If you uh, read history, so the ancient matzah was not a hard cracker. It was a soft lafa type of type, type of bread. So korech means to wrap. And uh, they had a shawarma. They had their lamb with their uh, romaine lettuce, maybe some hummus thrown in. And you had no, no hummus because that would be mavato the tam. But you had your your lafa, your your uh, shawarma, and your lettuce. So kruchin means to wrap. So Amrav Huna Ayoitzin Kruchin that the uh, the horse could go out wrapped in this collar, but you're not leading it anywhere. It's just that's just it's uh it's jewelry. or when you're leading it by holding on to their their, uh, their collar, so that would also be mutter. So that's the Mishnah meant. One or the other. Either one meaning either one, either one is fine. When the Mishnah says Yoitzin Bashir, Vinim Shachin Bashir, means either they could be Yoitzin Bashir on its own, going out with a collar, or Nim Shachin Bashir, you could pull it out. That is Ravuna. Shmuel says no, Yoitzin, only Nim Shachin. They can only go out wearing this heart, wearing this, uh, this collar, that's only when they're being led by, that coll- by the collar. So then it's functioning for Shmira. You're actually using it to schlep your horse. However, the Ein Yoitzin, Vein Yoitzin Kruchen. Okay, someone's sharing. Moshe, your screen sharing again. Moshe, you want You can share a screen. Okay, 
I'm gonna keep going. So, <clears throat> so the Gemara says, "Amar Avuna ain yotzin kruchin." I am shachin shmul amar yotzin shachin ve'ain yotzin kruchin. But you can't go out. Kruchin kruchin means when it's just uh, has it wrapped there. It is not. You're not using it for protection, and that's only used as lenoi. Lenoi is just as a nice thing, and Shmuel obviously holds that that's not enough. You cannot do that lenoi, and therefore one cannot, the horse cannot go out with a collar like that on Shabbos, only if it's specifically being let out. In our so we taught Yoitzin Kruchen, Limashech. They could go out Kruchen wrapped only when it's Limashech to be led out. I saw the uh, eagle of Rav Huna, that Yoitzin Ba'af Saran, they would go out with their, uh, with their straps on their collar, Kruchim B'Shabbos, that even if it's just Lenoi, that would be Mutter. So the Rishonim have to figure out, is Lenoi Mutter, is Lenoi Aser? So some Rishonim say, you see from here, that Lenoi is Mutter, so we'll leave that as a Machlekes Rishonim, and based on this Machlekes in the Amaram, can a person, can, can a person allow his horse to go out with this uh, collar when it's not being used for you know to, to lead it, it's just there that the horse looks nice, it looks nice for pictures, and it's not functioning for anything on Shabbos. Next, Kiyasa Ravdimi Amar Ravchanina. So when Ravdimi came from Eretz he said in the name of Ravchanina, Mulai shall base Rebbe. The mules, so Mulai sounds like mules, the the prey, the, the mules of the house of Rebbe. Yoytzeis would go out and b'Shabbos. They would go out with their. Uh, with their uh, halters on Shabbos, and that's what they did in the house of Rebbe. So the Gemara is going to ask, what was the situation? We just had a whole discussion if you could go out uh, Lenai or only when it's functioning. See, Kruchin, Nimshachin. This story, you're bringing us a story about what happened in the base Rebbe. Was that Kruchin or was that Nimshachin? Was that only, was that allowed even when they were just were just wrapped around their their heads, but it wasn't functioning as anything? Or Dafka when they were actually leading the mules? That's how they were able to to to, to use this. So Tashma, let's learn. Let's bring a raya. So comes along Rab Chanina and he says in the house of Rebbe they would go out So seems like just Kruchim, just wrapped, not that it's functioning, not leading it anywhere. The mules were able to go out on Shabbos like that. So Amaru Rabbanan commented to Ravasi. The Rabbanan said this in front of Ravasi. How do Rav Shmua by Yehuda this Shita? Of Rav Shmuel by Yehuda, that came and said that they went out kruchen. He proved that they were going out just wrapped around them, and it wasn't functioning to lead anything. So, Tricha, we don't need this testimony from Rav Shmuel by Yehuda. We know that already. Mid Rav Dimi Nafka, we learned that from Rav Dimi. Came along Rav Dimi from Eretz Yisrael. He said that the Mulai shall base Rabbi Yoytzois ba'afsarein b'Shabbos. That the Mulai shall base Rabbi would go out with their with their uh, halters on Shabbos. So we didn't need this addition of Rav Shmuel by Yehuda. Now, why would I know this? So the Gemara like this. That all Rav Dimi was saying. When Rav Dimi came with this big announcement, that in the house of Rebbe, you know what they did? The, their mules would walk out with this uh, collar on it. 
So what was the point? If Rav Dimi was saying that they only were able to, to wear this collar when Nimshachin, when they were being pulled out with it, meaning it was being used as a shmirah, I need that. I need you to tell me that. These are the Rav Dimi Nimshachin Kamar. So maybe Rav Yehuda Marshmuel we know that from the old memra of Rav Yehuda Marshmuel, which we brought down already in this Gemara once, and we had it yesterday's daf. We're going to keep saying this. Rav Yehuda Marshmuel, Machlif and Hoylefnei Rabbi, we would ask Shilohs in front of Rabbi, we would switch around the cases, different collars and straps with different animals. Shalzubazu Mahu va'Amar Lefanav, and Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosi said in front of Rabbi, Tachamar Abba. This is what Rabbi Yosi said. Abba behemas yotzis ba'afsar. Four four animals go out with this afsar with this. Uh, with this piece, Hasus One of those animals is the parrot, is the mule. So it, we obviously, Rebbe agreed to this discussion. Rebbe didn't object. So if Rebbe agreed that a parrot could go out with an aspar, could go out with this, so we know already that a, a mule could go out with this. So what's come, what, what is Rav Dimi adding? So it must be Rav Dimi's adding that he could go out with it even if you're not pulling it. Rav Dimi is coming to add something. Even if you're not pulling it, it's just there, Lenoi, that's mutter. Now, if that's what Rav Dimi was coming to tell me, so what do I need? The second thing of Rav Shmur by Yehuda, Amar Rav Chanina, the Muloy Shabbos Rebbe, Yoytzeis Ba'af Saran Kruchim B'Shavos. Of course, we know that already. We know that from Rav Dimi. Because if, if not, then what was Rav Dimi telling me? That they could go out when you're actually using it? Rebbe said it himself. In the conversation with Rabbi Shmur by Rabbi Yosi. So Amalur Rav Asi, we need it. We needed this last piece. So we actually have three different times where we're talking about Rebbe's mules. Number one was when they had a conversation with Rebbe. They were asking him, Shilos, and Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosef said four animals to go with an aspar. Sus, parrot, gamal, chamar. That's the first story we have. Number two, Rav Dimi comes from Eretz Yisrael and makes this big announcement that in base Rebbe, they go out with aspar, af, saran on Shabbos. And then you have a third time, Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda, in the name of Rav Hanina, that the mules of Beis Rebbe would go out with wrapped up, uh, even though they weren't using it, they weren't pulling the mules by their by their chain. So Amalu Rav Asi is We need all three of these. Why? Even Rav Yehuda If we had the original story where they asked Rabbi Shilos, Sahava, I mean, I would have thought Amar Lafanov. You're right. In reality, they told Rebbe this shita of Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yossi, that these four animals could go out with a afsar on Shabbos. That's very nice. But maybe, Amr Lafanov, the Kibla Mine. Who said Rebbe agreed to it? Maybe Rebbe just nodded his head, very nice, Gushtakul Taira, and he didn't actually practice that for his own mules. So Kamash Mulan to Rav Dimi, so came along Rav Dimi, Rav Dimi told us not only did Rebbe was Rebbe part of the conversation? Rebbe himself passed like that, and he allowed his, his mules to go out with this afsar on Shabbos. Now, the either Rav Dimi, if all I had was Rav Dimi, half, I mean, I would have thought, Hani Milin Shachan. That's only when you're actually pulling the mule by this chain. So then it's functioning for Shmira. That, that, would, that would work by Namshach and Avo Kruchen, but it was just wrapped around it, and it's not being used for Shmira. I would say, Loi, I would say that no, that Rebbe did not do that. Kamash Mulan, Yehuda, comes along Rav Shmuel Yehuda and tells us not only did they allow it for Shmira, they even allowed this Afsar, this, uh, this, this chain, to look nice. Rebbe, in Rebbe's home, the mules would be wearing these things, even though it was Lenoi, that is not considered a masa. That is not considered a burden. Okay, so that, 
we uh, concluded this, this longer discussion regarding these aspar, afsars on Shabbos. Now, going back to the Mishnah, the Mishnah said, this is the next piece in the Gemara, the The Mishnah seemed to, to go on a tangent, and when it discussed the, the, uh, the, uh, the chain of a horse, it said that when you're doing the mechatas, let's say the horse, the, 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 the collar became tame, tame meis, so the collar would need the sprinkling of the mechatas on day three and day seven of the tahara process, and they would sprinkle the, the water of the mechatas, the paraduma, on the, the collar. So the Mishnah said, you don't have to remove the collar from the horse, it could st- or the cow could still be wearing it, and that works. Just sprinkle it on the collar, no problem. And the toivlon bimkaimon, and you could also toivel it in its place, meaning you would literally walk the cow through the mikvah, or let's say at a river, a kosher mikvah, a lake, so you walk the cow through the river, and the chain will be toiveled through that, no problem. So that was the Mishnah. So the Gemara is going to discuss what exactly are the details to this halacha. So the Gemara says, Lememra, you're coming to tell me, that a, a collar that's used for an animal collar is makabal tumma. A person's ring, a, a, a ring that's used by humans for their uh, for their fingers. So that's tamea. That is tummy. That's makabotuma. It's like a regular tachshit. It's a uh, ornament. So jewelry is makabotuma. We learn this out. Rashi brings down from the clay midyon. There's actually psukim that talk about tachshitin, uh, tzamid, different in the in, in the Adendabah midbar. It discusses that these things actually became tummy. So we have psukim that tell us that jewelry, human jewelry, becomes tummy. The tabas behema. But let's say it was a tabas behemoth, which would be a, uh, a bell or some type of chain on its neck, the kalim, and a ring of kalim, things that they would, they would use for kalim, meaning at a ring that was on a kali that was removed, the shakal tabas, and all the types of rings. Rashi brings in a ring for a door, not your uh, modern day you know, ring, but it's a, uh, some type of ring that was used on doors. Now, when it's attached to a door, so then we say it has the same halacha as the door itself. So whatever that halacha will be. When it's attached to a keli, it has those halachas. When it's detached, so we look at the ring on its own, and we say, is this a keli? No, it's not a keli. So therefore, it's not makabotumma. Now, the truth is, you could say, a person, let's say a person wears a ring. So his ring is also not a keli. However, we have Xerus HaKasav. The Pasuk tells us by the Mechemes uh, Midyan that those things become tamid. So the question is like this. Why are we trying to figure out the, the way to toivel the collar of a horse? Who cares? How could a collar of a horse be tummy? It's a, it's a, it's a tabas of a behemoth. Tabas of a behemoth is not a keli. It's not a makabal tumma. So why are you trying to figure out how to take your horse to the mikvah? Either way, you're, uh, the ring is not tummy. So I'm Rav Yitzhak, Navcha, the case was, It originally was used as a necklace for a human. Okay? And then it became tummy. Now, after it became tummy, you now uh, designated it for animal use. So, once it, it's already tummy, just by designating it for animal use, that doesn't remove the tumma from it. So, this thing still needs to go to the mikvah. So, you went on a Craigslist and you bought a human uh, chain, you want to use it for your animal, still, it's tummy, you would have to take it to the mikvah. So that's the case. And therefore, the mission is giving us details how you're going to, you know, walk the horse through the mikvah. That's one tarot. Rav Yosef Amar, Rav Yosef is a different tarot. Since this chain is specifically used by a person to maneuver the animal, so you're using it to guide the animal, 
So then it's a, it's a, it's a human use, so it becomes like a tabas of an adam. It becomes like a, a human ring, and therefore it's still makabotoma. Even though animal rings are not makabotoma, but a chain that's used for, by a person to, uh, to guard the horse, that is makabotoma. Mila tani wontani braisa, makil shal you have a stick that you hit the behemoth with, if it's shamatechas, if it's of metal, so it's makabotoma. It's makabal tumah. Even though it's functioning for an animal, matam, what's the reason? Hoyal of Adam Roy Debahan, since a person he leads the, the horse with it, he gives it a whack. So the Hakanami, Hoyal of Adam Mayshibahan, since I use it to lead my horse, so it's not called a tabas of a behema, it's a tabas of an Adam. So we're back to square one that these things are makabal tumah, and it makes sense why we're trying to figure out how to toivel these things in a mikvah. Next. So the Mishnah said the Toivlon Bim Kaiman. You literally walk the horse through the river, it's in the mikvah, you're good to go. So the Gemara says, Vayeka Chatzitza. Isn't there a Chatzitza? You had this, seems like you had this ring that would, that would hold the strap together, and this ring was tied so, was, was so tight on the strap that you'd have a Chatzitza. So the water would not be able to, to uh, penetrate the ring, and there, in between the ring and the animal, because you had this, uh, it was tied so tightly, so you'd have a chatzitza, a classic example of chatzitza. So, Ami, the case was Bisha Ritchan. You hit it really hard with a hammer, and by hitting, by, by whacking it, you widened the hole, and water could go in. You don't have such a tight uh, knot, or, uh, I don't know, uh, you don't have such a tight strap. You hit it a little bit, so it's not so tight, so therefore water could penetrate, and therefore there's no problem of chatzitza. Okay, so the Gemara says, Lema Rav Ami Kirav Yosef So maybe Rav Ami holds a Rav Yosef. Now who's Rav Yosef? So a few lines up. The Gemara had asked, how do I know, or why would this thing be makabotama? So Rav Yosef said, because you use it to be Moshech the Behemoth. So it must be Rav Ami holds a Rav Yosef. Why? If he held a Rav Yitzchak that the Mishnah was discussing where you originally took a human chain and now put it on an animal. So hold on. If we're talking about that case, Kevon the Ritchan of a Behemoth. Halacha is, once I slammed it with a hammer, I did a Maisa, I did an action. And we know, when you do an action to, to a keli, and you're trying to designate it as a non-keli, you're taking a human necklace and you're trying to make it an animal chain. We learned, the parchala tuma minayu, the tuma goes away from it. We know that's a tanamut in a mission on kelim. Kola kelim, yardin ladit tumasan b'machshava. That by designating it as a keli, it could be makabal tuma, even if I didn't actually use it as a keli. And the second part of this Mishnah, which we're trying to pull out, is ain oilin mitumas. And let's say it became tame. It was used for a human a human necklace. It can it, the only way to get it out of tuma is alabashinu imaisa. You do something to show that it's no longer uh, a keli. You do a, a maisa showing that it's no longer the original human keli. So what did this person do by smashing this this uh, chain with the hammer? Not only did he make it loose that there's no chatzitz anymore, it's not makabotum anymore, it's not tummy anymore, because he did a maisa. He hit it with a hammer, he widened the collar, so now it's not makabotum, so the Gemara says, no. Sarvala Krabihuda, the Amar, he holds a Krabihuda, who says, shot in this Mishnah, that maisa letake in lav maisu. When he do something to fix the keli, so that's not taking it away from keli status, 
you're enhancing it. You're not making it worse. When do we say that a mice does something? Let's say a person had an oven, and they decide, ah, this oven has had better days, no more oven. And in, in Mahshava, he decides this is no longer a keli. It's a hockey puck. I don't know. I'm going to smash it. It's no longer a keli. Very nice. That doesn't help. It's still makabah tumah. And if it was tummy already, it has the same din as tumah. If you do a ma'isa to show you no longer care about it, you smash it, so ah, you're showing I no longer care about it as a keli. But let's say I fix something in it. So that's showing with a ma'isa that I no longer consider it a keli. How does that help? So just by making the, the knot looser, and, and that, that's not doing anything to take it from keli status to lower level status, you have to actually do something that's going to ruin the keli in order for us to say shinoi maisa makes it tame. So, so, so we're back to square one. Stigmar says, tani, and our Mishnah we taught another tarot. So tarot number one was when you smashed it, you made a, a looser hole. The other example is forget about smashing things. There was enough space in between the chain and the and the uh, ring, which is on the cow's neck, there's enough space there for water to go in originally, so we don't have to figure out how there's no chatzitza. There was never a chatzitza problem. There was always enough room for water to penetrate, so therefore, there's no shiloh regarding chatzitza, and therefore the Mishnah is correct that you could title it by walking it through the river. You have no problem of tefillah. Okay. One more piece in the Gemara. So there was a taman echad from the upper Galil, where you get your wine, he asked Esra Beliezer. He asked Beliezer, Shamati, I heard Shecholkin that they differentiate being tabas le tabas, that they differentiate. He knows there's some type of chilik between uh, different types of rings. So Amar Lai, so Rabbelezer responds, Shemalai Shamata, perhaps you only heard there's a chilik, Elala Indian Shabbos. It's only a differentiation when it comes to rings regarding Shabbos, regarding what a person is allowed to walk out with on Shabbos. We're going to see we have Prakim later on coming up. Bame Isha Yaitza, what you're allowed to carry on Shabbos. So, one of the things that a woman cannot carry on Shabbos is a tabas, a ring, sheesh aleha chaysam, that has a, a signet on it. So, that was, you know, wasn't typically used for women, women wouldn't typically use it, especially not on Shabbos. So, that would be an isra to carry on Shabbos. So, we differentiate between types of rings regarding wearing it on Shabbos. But the Elenian Tumma, if what you heard was regarding Tumma, that we have different, you know, different. Halachas regarding rings, all types of rings, they're all the same. So when you heard there's a difference between various types of rings, that's only regarding Shabbos. Regarding Tumat Tahara, they're all the same. So the Gemara said this, Is it true that when it comes to Tumah, all rings are created equal? In Kalim, Tabas Adam, a person's ring, person's like a wedding band, Tamea, it's Makabal Tumah, we learned it from the Psukim by the Clay Midian, the Tabas Behema, the Kalim, you have a Tabas, we just had this Mishnah, Tabas Kalim, uh, sorry, Tabas Behema, uh, animal's ring, Tabas Kalim, Vishak Hotabais, all other types of rings, Tahara, it's a tar. So what do you tell me? You don't differentiate by Tumah Tahara. You have a Mishnah. The Mishnah on Mesechta's Kalim tells us we differentiate between different types of rings. So Ki Karmalei Iyunami, when Abelezer told him there's no differentiation between types of rings, he was talking about the Adam Karmalei. When it comes to rings that you find in the mall, not your rings that you find in a, by animal. Talking about K jewelers, all those types of rings. So those are all the same regarding Hilchos Tumah Vitahara. 
Next. So the Gemara says, Is that true? When it comes to human rings, those are all the same regarding Tumah V'ta'ara? That's not true. V'atani, we want to name Tesefta and Kalim. Tabas, Sheheskina, Lacher, Bamasnov. You have a type of ring that you used, you know, an ancient belt. So we have a belt buckle. So you have this ring that was functioning as a belt buckle. Now it means that you, that it's no longer on the belt. Because if it's on the belt, it has a din of a belt. But it's no longer doing that at this moment when it became Tameh. Or the Liksha bought big Seifa, you had this uh, a similar type of ring which you would which would which would uh, keep your shirt on properly. So it was functioning for your begadim to It's tar. They're not makabotama. Because they don't serve to help you, they're helping your clothing. So it's already a lower level. It's not called ring of a person. When do we say a tabas of a person is tameh? Only rings that you put on your finger. So you see from here that there are different types of rings regarding people. Not just you, you know, animal versus human need. Even for a person, a human, that he would purchase in a store, still there's difference. The difference between a belt ring, a shoulder ring, versus a ring that you put on your finger, a wedding band. So the Gemara says, He's only talking about rings that you put on your finger. When rings that you put on your finger, there's no differentiation when it comes to Tum of Tahara. So the Gemara says, Really? Is it true that all you know, bands that you put on your finger, those are all the same halachas? You have a metal band, but the signet, the stamp, chaysa means a stamp, the chaysama, the signet on it, shall almoig, it was made of some type of tree. The art school says cedar, we'll trust them. If you look in the uh, other Gemara's, you look at Rashi, the Rishonim, they don't really say cedar, but we'll trust the art school, some type of cedar type of wood. Tamea, it's tummy. It's it, it tells a coral. It tells a coral. Okay. So, chaysama shall almoig, tamea, is tummy. So, it's makabotama. <clears throat> However, so that's one case. You have tabashama techas, a metal band, vichoisama, the signet of almoig, which Rav is saying is coral or some type of uh, cedar. So that's that's tamea, that's tame. Now, what if he shall almoig, if the band itself is made out of this wood, vichoisama, but the signet is shamatechas, is metal, tyra. That's tar because cleates, we're going to learn midaraisa, cleate is not metame unless it has a base keyboard, unless there's a receptacle in there. So the chaysama has a, that's a receptacle. But, the, uh, but the, the band, if the band is made out of wood, it's not tame. So we see from here, we do differentiate between diff- different types of wing- rings depending on the material. So when I said there's no chiluk, I'm talking about metal rings. Don't bring me wooden rings. We're talking about metal rings. There is no differentiate. There's no difference between the various types of rings. And the person asked Rabbi Lazar another shayla. He said shemati I heard shecholkin beimachad We differentiate between different types of needles. So what's going on here? So Amalei said. Maybe you only heard regarding Elin and Shabbos carrying different needles on Shabbos. The Mishnah is going to tell us later on that a needle, a, a sewing needle, would be an Isser de Raisa on Shabbos to carry, but a, a pin 
which is also called a machat, that a person would wear as a, as a ornament, jewelry, minatayra is mutter. We'll see if there's an issue of the but minatayra, a pin would be mutter. So there's different types of machat, of needle and pins, when it comes to Shabbos. But the Ilanian Tumma, when it comes to Tumma, davadahachasi. It's all the same. Anything that's called a machat is, is tame. There's no difference, really. Vilanian Tumma, davadahachasi, vahatnan. We learned the name Mishnah and Kalim, machat shnito chayra, a needle that the eye of the needle broke. So I oktsa, or the actual needle, the sharp part, broke off. So halacha is tahira. It's no longer fit for for its function. So it's tar. It's not makabotum anymore, because it's no longer considered a keli. So you see that it depends. Why are you telling me that all needles are tame? Not true. I found you a case of, you know, the the, the eye went out or the needle is out. And we say it's tar. So I'm talking about complete needles. Complete needles, there's no difference between the various types of needles. They're all tummy. Really? Is it true that they're all the same? You have a needle that became rusty. So if you're no longer able to sew because it's so rusty, then this needle is tar. If you can still use it, it can still function as a sewing needle. Tameya. And they explain this Mishnah. That the mark is discernible. Most we should learn that means that when I sew with this needle, the rust goes onto the clothing. That's how rusty it is. It's, it's terribly rusty. So that would be tar. So we do see at the end of the day, we do differentiate between various types of needles. So Kikamale, again, the Gemara says, he meant to say, Bishifa, a smooth, polished needle. That's what Kamale, that's what he was discussing. So there's no difference in polished needles. They're all tame. So the Gemara says, really? They're all the same. You have a You have a needle, whether there's a hole in it. There's no muksa on it on Shabbos because you could use it as a toothpick. So we're lucky we have our nice flossers, but back then you used a needle as a toothpick. So when it comes to muksa, there's no, no difference. Why do we even care if a, a needle has a hole in it? That's only only when it comes to tumma. That when it comes to tumma, then we differentiate between uh, a needle that has a hole in it. That's makabel tumma because that could use that could be used for sewing, and the one that does not have a hole in it, it's a flat needle. So that's not makabel tumma. So we see clearly we differentiate between. Tumma when it comes when it comes to the various needles. So why is he telling me shifa davada achasi? So the Gemara says hatargama abaya aliba de rabba. So abaya says pshat according to rabba that we're talking about gomi. We're talking about an unfinished needle. So an unfinished needle that was the discussion of this of this mishnah. So by an unfinished needle it depends. If your whole purpose was to have a finished needle that's going to have a hole in it. So then, regarding Tumah Tahara, it's not Makabal Tumah, because at that point, it's not finished yet, it's not a Kaili. But regarding Muksa, one could be Makal, since I could decide what I want to use it for, so it's not Muksa, it's Mukhan, I can use it for a toothpick. So in that case, we do differentiate between, between uh, Tumah Tahara. so again, we have another place where we do actually differentiate between these uh, various types of needles. <coughs> So what was Rabbi Lezer talking about? Rabbi Lezer is discussing when you had a complete needle, when I had a, 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 a machat, a needle, that was fully processed, meaning you go to Home Depot or Menards and you're purchasing a finished product. When it comes to finished products, anything that's on the shelf, 
They're all Makabal I don't care if there's a hole in it, no hole in it. Once it's a finished product, it's Makabal So that's the response of Rebbe Lezer. So we figured out that the truth is he tells him there's no difference between you know, needles. All needles are the same. And the Gemara says, really? We had 100 cases here where the needle was different and he keeps backing out of it. And what he meant to say was any finished needle is Makabal If you see it on the shelf in Menards, in Home Depot, you know it's Makabal the only time we differentiate between various needles, that's only Legabe Hilcha Shabbos. Okay, Shkoyach, thanks for uh, hanging in there.